Good evening, everyone. This is Miss Louise back with you to spread more good news. Today's podcast will continue the theme of changing the world. In an effort to change this world, I suggest we explore who we are, our purpose, and our calling. You see, there is a lot going on out there, and we are behaving badly. Oh, yeah. I want to offer suggestions on how we can get back to what we were taught and the values that Americans grew up on, thereby holding each person accountable for contributing to the betterment of society and themselves. It is up to us to learn what's best, then teach others by our behavior what we stand for and what we live for. Because if we do not understand the basic fundamentals of who we are and our purpose, we have little hope of changing this world. And if we don't get a firm grip on who we are, someone else will convince us who we should be or who they want us to be. And at that point, you're lost. Nonetheless, you can still be found, but who has an extra 40 years to be lost before they clearly understand who they are and what their purpose is for their very short life. Even if you live as long as Methuselah, 969 years in the scheme of life, that's still short. You know, with all the things that are going on, the pandemic, Western American fires, hurricanes, unrelenting protests, um, and the like, which has all hijacked our lives, I became acutely aware of the need for everyone to do their part to help with basic survival. Plus, with the blatant, over-the-top, hateful, racist death of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and the others made me realize that we were just enjoying ourselves way too much, forgetting or not knowing what we live for and not focusing on the need for change in racial injustice, the need for change in the disproportionate statistics that plague African Americans more to the point that plague African-American men. But to make a point, everyone in America has suddenly met trials that have caught their attention, especially with global warming and COVID-19. Yes, I became acutely aware that there is a need for a call to action for each of us to stop being numb to the hate and get up and do what we can. And the best thing we can do is to understand who we are through love and its applications. Yeah, we need to do what we can to protect ourselves and our brothers and sisters of humanity from the hate, the viruses, and a world that's a lot sicker than I thought. Oh, my. You see, we all knew racial prejudice was still alive, but compared to the early years, I felt we were turning the corner on some of it. But the truth came out with the death of George Floyd and this current presidential election, the number of people who are willing to support support injustice is heartbreaking. Also, with how the white police officers are still killing black men, well, there must be an underlying goal behind all this. Could it be somehow they they think blacks will just pack up and go somewhere? You know, like pack up and go? To Africa? Well, <clears throat> here's here's your sobering reality. There will never be just an all-white America <clears throat> or just an all-mixed America. There will always be mixed whites, 
the poor, the rich. There will always be viruses, diversity. And my question is, why haven't we learned how to coexist peacefully? We were just going along with the okie doke of injustice because the hate was and is still in full bloom. Needless hate because what it is, is what it will always be. One big family of people. We just need to make it livable. The thing is, we can just stop hate by, by changing our behavior and spread love possibly through the herd effect. I mean, remember the herd effect or the herd immunity? It's when you have the large, larger portion of the population with immunity. In this case, we hope it works with love that spreads protection to the others until they all get it. Not so simple because, for one, we all do not understand what love looks like. And two, although love thy neighbor as thyself is a commandment, it still remains a choice. But, but what does that mean? Everyone is required by God by, because it's a commandment, which means that we all have the capability to love each other. It is your free will that makes it a choice. Okay, so I ask you to join me in honoring God's commandment to love thy neighbor. So there is no greater time than now. There is no more tomorrow on this issue for us to learn what love means and for sure what it looks like. Then implement those characteristics daily. Although we have a lot of stuff going on, COVID-19 is the most pressing issue that has impacted all our lives. So I will period periodically reference this event just because it has added a level of uncertainty to that breeds fear, mental depression, suicidal ideations, economic depression, discourse among lawmakers, parents who cannot take their children to school or daycare, yet can't afford to stay at home with them. Just confusion about what to do in this world. I mean, the list goes on and on of reasons why we need to know how to use the characteristics of love towards others and ourselves. That's right. We need to learn how to love ourselves first. Anyway, making a better world will not be easy, but it does start. Yep, it starts with you and I. Now then, we need a basic definition of who we are. So I'm going to get into the Bible for a little bit. So hang with me. Newsflash. We were all, meaning every person and living thing, was created by the same creator, God. Okay. There are those who want to debate, debate that, that God exists or not. I mean, but the sun has come up and set. For so many years that I think at this point, the I think we're back. We, we understand that there is God. So I'm just going to go with that. So according to Genesis 1, 27, we were created in the image of God. And that image was not his cleft chin or kinky hair or translucent skin. The Bible does not speak of such physical characteristics. 1 John 4, 7 through 16 describes God as love. So the characteristics of God that we were created in is love. So, okay, so we need to understand what they are really talking about here. 
Love is described in 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13. But first, before we go to the Bible, let's see what Merriman, the dictionary, Merriman Webster, has to say about love. Merriman states, Love is a strong affection for another arising out of kinship or personal ties, like uh, maternal love for a child, attraction based on sexual desire, affection and tenderness felt by lovers. After all these years, they're still in love. Affection based on admiration, benevolence, or common interest, love for his schoolmate, and assurance of affection. Oh, give her my love. Warm attachment, enthusiasm, or devotion, like love for the sea. Now then, let, let's get this right. According to Merriman Webster, love is sexual between lovers, strong affection as with a parent and a child, a strong attachment or devotion as with, with a special thing like a favorite basketball team. But what about our neighbors? How do we love them? So let's get more clarity on what love is. By the way, your neighbor is anyone that does not live inside your skin. So I've got neighbors in Europe, Africa, right next door, and of course, right inside my house. Now, let's go to the Bible. Ladies and gentlemen, I will be reading um, the King James Version of 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 8, and verse 13. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes, all things endures all things. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will fail. Where there are tongues, they will cease. Where there is knowledge, it will vanish away. And verse 13, And now abide faith, hope, love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. So for the rest of this podcast, I will be referring to love as it states in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 1 through 13. Okay, we now know that God is love and that love is the act of showing kindness, patience, and the like. We also know that we were created in his image, the image of love. Now, now to complete this profile, our purpose is stated in Ecclesiastes 12, 13 through 14, which tells us to fear him and keep his commandments. Fear him does not mean run, hide, and cover yourselves with fig leaves. It means respect him, submit to his authority, hold him in a position of holy highness. Okay, I'm on to something. Hold on. 
1 Corinthians 13 tells us that faith, hope, and love abide, but the greatest of these is love. Although all commandments are great, but the greatest commandment that we need to keep is love. Thus, we are to identify ourselves as products of God, products of love, and our purpose is to fear God, respect Him, and keep His commandment while living our lives exhibiting the characteristics of love. And any time we don't exhibit those characteristics, we should recognize that we are not ourselves and no Snickers bar is going to get you back there. One more thing. Our calling is stated by Merriman as a strong inner impulse towards a particular course of action, especially when accompanied by conviction of divine influence. The vocation of profession in which one customarily engages. Ephesians, back in the Bible, Ephesians 4, 1 and 2 states, Therefore the prisoners, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you, that means ask you, to walk worthy of the calling which you were called with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, that means patience, bearing with one another in love. Okay, there you have it. Created and identified as products of love, products of patience, kindness, not envying, rejoicing in goodness, wishing each other well, while fulfilling our purpose to respect him and keep his commandments as we also fulfill our calling, which is to show ourselves worthy to follow him, demonstrating the characteristics of love one another. With that said, here are my perspectives. And that was a lot. Having failed at each of these characteristics a time or two, I realized that perfecting living in love daily takes practice. And a little coaching and encouragement, that's where uh, you and I come in. I want to go over practical applications of patience uh, today and continue with the other characteristics of love in the subsequent um, podcast to come. Um, thus, I want you to see what patience looks like today. All right, Merriman states and Webster, patience is bearing pains or trials calmly or without complaints. For example, parents getting up with the baby, they may get up 10 times for the night for whatever, food, diapers, walking, might have to just sit up with the baby all night, but they will do it, not going off on the baby, not saying a word about it, up for the ready of whatever is needed to make sure it happens until the baby goes to sleep or until day breaks, they're there. Well, that's the same patience that has to be demonstrated with your neighbor. And your neighbor is anybody who does not live inside your skin. So anyone you see, anyone you face has to be given that same kind of patience. And that does take practice. More examples of patience. Um, what about your teens? Sometimes teens can present a challenge. So your daughters, you have to give them time in the bathroom 
They're going to have, they need that time in the bathroom. They need that mirror. You might as well set it up in their rooms. Their son, your sons, your, they're going to need time for their identity crisis. Um, husbands and wives need to be patience, patient with each other. They weren't born together. They got together and they have to stay together. So the thing to do is be patient with your differences. Um, we have to, and another thing, when you go to a building, you ever notice when you go to an elevator, everybody rush in before they allow the people to come out. You have to be patient when you go out into the world. Allow the people to exit. Allow someone to come up. Someone driving down the street and cut you off. Please don't chase them down and shoot them. Give them patience. They, they're, they may have been in a bigger hurry than you. And their hurry could have been more, more urgent. So don't judge. Just be patient. Patience is manifesting forbearance under provocation or strain. Not hasty or impulsive. Steadfast despite opposition, difficulty, or adversity. Tolerating people who hate you without retaliating against them. Long-suffering or willing to bear another's pain until that thing gets better. Now that's key. That's key. Here's a great example. We've been under this COVID-19 for almost a year. I'm going to say a whole year. And we really just got um, mandated to wear these masks. So wear a mask, keep your distance, and wash your hands without complaints. Without complaint until the thing gets better. You see, patience was built in our bodies from the creation. Yeah, God allows years for us to physically abuse our bodies. You see, you don't get heart disease from one juicy burger or become obese from your first fatty meal or develop lung cancer from your first cigarette. No, our bodies endure a lot before the result of our bad behavior show up and even then if we stop or repent in most cases depending on the behavior our bodies will go back to its pre-bad behavior state that was patience people god was patient and he gave us uh forgiveness multiple multiple chances that's how we were created thus patience was bestowed upon us in the beginning, during our creation, setting the example for us to follow. Patience is difficult to practice and even more difficult to obtain, but yet it is doable. This is who we are, creatures of patience, creatures of love. I want to bring to your awareness that as we live, as we leave our homes early in the morning, the earth is peaceful and innocent. It has no shame, no guilt, no blame. It awaits your delivery of what it is to be. 
You see kindness, uh, patience, lack of envy, rejoicing in happiness, wishing each other well. All this love only lives in our hearts. So deliver unto this world what you would have it to be. I don't know about you, but the first person I speak to, I'm going to deliver a good morning and have a great day. Thank you for listening. My references were the King James Bible and Merriam-Webster Dictionary. This is Miss Louise, and those were my perspectives. Bye now.